3: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he and you are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And today, this show is all about you. You know, think about how many times in your life uh, you've been told it's not about you, right? I mean, my kids have probably heard that a thousand times uh, in their upbringing. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. Well, the good news is, ladies and gentlemen, Today's show is all about you. And today's show is called The Only Applicant. And today, I want to bring about the consciousness of the uniqueness of every single human being. Since the beginning of time, there has never been another person like you or like me. You are rare. In all rarity, there is enormous value. You happen to be special. And it's no accident that you are. And I know that's hard to understand in today's world because we have twisted so many words. You know, one of my uh, favorite pastors, uh, J. Vernon McGee, uh, he he said something I love and I've uh, used it a thousand times. He says, we're all speaking the same language, but we're using different dictionary. (laughs) That's so true. That has never been more true than in today's world. Where the left, the progressives, will take words and redefine them. Uh, matter of fact, I, I check out a lot of dictionaries. I'm, I'm at the point now I stay away from Merriam-Webster because I think Merriam-Webster somehow is connected to the progressive left. Because as soon as someone on the left uh, says something and they go, you'll see it changed in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. And so I'm an etymologist by trade. Uh, Etymology is a study of words because words are the DNA, the molecular structure of communication. Even a picture, even a frown, uh, a look in the eyes from your wife knowing it's going to be a good night or a look in your eyes from your wife saying it's not going to be a good night. Remember, the picture's worth a thousand words, right? And the typical human being speaks 120, 150 words per minute. I get to 180, right? You know that. So one picture is the equivalent of six to eight minutes of nonstop dialogue. But today I want to posit that you are rare. And so again, if I'm going to use that word and tell you that you're rare, I guess I should define that word rare because today people are using the same words, but they're using totally different dictionaries. And so rare, uh, it's an adjective. Uh, it says not occurring very often. You know, like a, a rare genetic disorder, uh, not found in large numbers, and consequently of interest or value. Uh, usually good or remarkable, interesting. Uh, and then uh, definition down here: seldom occurring or found, uh, marked by unusual quality, merit or appeal and it's the uh, synonymous it says here with distinctive how about this one superlative or extreme of its kind that's who you are that's who I am you know it, it's kind of like a snowflake and today we're going to talk a little about snowflakes but first let me share you a little story it's called unfolding the rosebud and i got it from a time to laugh.org a young new preacher was walking with an older, more seasoned preacher in the garden. And one day he was feeling a, a bit insecure about what God had for him to do. So he was inquiring of the older preacher about purpose, about his job, all that stuff. So the older preacher walked up to a rose bush and handed the young preacher a rosebud and told him to open it without tearing off any of the petals. Well, the young preacher looked confused. He was in disbelief at the older preacher and he was trying to figure out what a rosebud could possibly have to do with his wanting to know the will of God for his life and for his ministry. But because of the high respect that this younger preacher had for the older preacher, he, he proceeded to give it a shot to see if he could truly unfold the rose while keeping every petal intact. Well, as you can imagine, it wasn't long before he realized how it was technically impossible to do so. Noticing the younger preacher's inability to unfold the rosebud while keeping it intact, the older preacher began to tell the following poem. poem. It is only a tiny rosebud, a flower of God's design, but I cannot unfold the petals with those clumsy hands of mine. The secret of unfolding flowers is not known to such as I. God opens this flower so sweetly when in my hands they fade and die. If I cannot unfold a rosebud, this flower of God's design, then how can I think I have wisdom to unfold this life of mine? So I'll trust in him for his leading each moment of every day. I will look to him for his guidance each step of the pilgrim way. The pathway that lies before me, only my Heavenly Father knows. I'll trust Him to unfold the moments just as He unfolds the rose. And in this story, you are the rose. Ladies and gentlemen, you are unique. You are rare. And you always go to the source of truth. You know the source of truth is? For me, it's the Word of God. And for you, if you identify as a Christian, if you call yourself a a follower of Christ, that's what the word Christian means, a little Christ, then you too will have to believe what the Word of God says about you. Right? Jeremiah one five: before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Think about the word. I set you apart. In other words, he said he has a unique plan. That's what setting apart is. By the way, that's what the word holy means, just so you know. The holy, the word holy, if you go down to its root, its etymological root uh, in the Hebrew, uh, it, it means to be set apart. That's what it means. Psalm 314 says, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. How does he remember that? Because go back to Genesis 2, I think it is, where he actually talks about how he created Adam out of the dust. How about Psalm 139, 13, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together as in my, in my mother's womb, right? So powerful as a father shows compassion to his children. So the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. And there's the double helix of uniqueness. If you don't know that, it's pretty powerful. You, you know, the verses, but they go together. And even though one's in the Old Testament, one's in the New Testament. I want you to think about it. It's, it's really pretty powerful when you think about it that way. So the first one is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Did you hear the specific specificity? I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Plans for hope and a future for you. And that's double helix with Ephesians two ten. For it says, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, the cool thing is the different translations use three different words. One uses handiwork, one uses masterpiece, and one uses workmanship. Now, I don't know about you, but a masterpiece, those are rare. Those are priceless. Those are invaluable. You could live a lifetime off of a masterpiece. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to suggest to you that you are rare, that you are unique, that of all the billions of people that have ever walked on this planet, there's no one like you. No one has your trauma or your drama, your history. No one has your fingerprints. No one has your DNA. No one has your tongue print. No one has your earlobe shape. No one has the same venal pattern in the back of your iris. I watch enough forensic files. Trust me, you commit a crime, they're going to find you because you are rare. You are unique. And today on Like It Matters Radio, you're going to find out just how special you are. So I am black, and we'll be right back.
2: between the stimulus and the response there is a space and in that space is your power, your freedom Dr. Viktor Frankl
3: Whoa,
0: look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include freedom1570.com, our free app at radio.com. How do you
1: define strength? Is it physical? hot! <laughs> or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to
4: participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
0: With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com
3: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. You you don't want me singing. They don't have me on the radio to sing. This is Mr. Black. I'm on the radio to talk, to inspire you, to educate you, to to give you some hope. Because really, hope is the only thing that we can focus on that moves us forward. Too many people in the world are focused on the past. And the good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face for a reason. Because we move in the direction of our focus, and we focus in the direction of our movement. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the only applicant. You know, you saw the jobs numbers, and the jobs numbers were a travesty. You know, of supposedly a million jobs were supposed to be, and I don't want to say created, because I would talk about reoccupied, because these aren't jobs that are being created. These are jobs that were shut down by the pandemic. So jobs that were reacclimated, if you will. And instead of a million, there was only 250,000. But again, Joe Biden said it's good news, good news that uh, we we're off by seven hundred fifty thousand, and then you find out that there are millions of job openings available, all of them open, but no one's applying for them. Why? Because they're getting paid to stay home. They like this pandemic. It's it's very beneficial to many people. Are doing very well, and so you know, today I thought I'd let you know how special you are that uh, there's a job out there for you. That nobody else can fill. Of all the millions of people out of work, whether by choice or by other thing else, something else, there is something out there, a purpose, that nobody else can fill that void, can fit that match but you. It's kind of like a snowflake. You know, we've always heard uh, that no two snowflakes are the same. And by the way, the short answer to this question is, and I got this right from the internet, uh, from a science magazine. The short answer to the question about no two snowflakes being identical is, yes, that is correct. It is indeed, it says, extremely unlikely that two complex snowflakes will look exactly alike. It's so extremely unlikely, in fact, that even if you looked at every one ever made, you would not find any exact duplicates. Now, the long answer, it says, is a bit more involved. Now, this is what's so fascinating. This is why I'm sharing this. And this is what it says. It depends on just what you mean by, quote, alike, and on just what you mean by, quote, snowflake. Isn't that incredible? See, this is what I've been talking about. So many people go into a debate or an argument, and they're using similar words, but they're defining them totally different. And, and, and I do debate. I, I teach people how to critically reason. And boy, before you ever start a discussion or debate, first of all, you got to make sure that the words you are using are mutually defined. Establish what these words mean before you get going. And secondly, make sure you're starting based on a statement of truth because there's a lot of lies out there being sold off as the truth. And for you to start a debate where the starting point is a lie um you're uh you 're already doomed there 's no positive outcome, but that 's a different show. so I just thought it'd be interesting. So what is the definition of snowflake because again here 's a word that can mean many things to many people matter of fact i 've heard that eskimos have like and it 's not thousands it is like a hundred and fifty or a hundred and five or something like that um words for snow. And it really is the intensity, the moisture in it, right? And it's, again, going back to the snowflake. So this is cool. This is from the Oxford Dictionary. Uh, snowflake. A flake of snow. <laughs> Especially a feathery ice crystal typically displaying delicate six-fold symmetry. But this is what's so cool. This is the second definition from the Oxford Dictionary. So spot on. An overly sensitive or easily offended person... Or one who believes they are entitled to special treatment on account of their supposedly unique characteristics. Wow. Good for you, Oxford. I want to give him a round of applause. But, you know, I, I like to poke around in a whole bunch of different dictionaries. And I went to urbandictionary.com just figuring out because know, it's interesting. I don't always agree with how they define things, but I always like to look at things. You know, I'm intelligent enough that I could take in data and and keep the stuff that's valid and get rid of the garbage that's not. Some of you take it all in mass. and it all's true or it's all false. It's not true at all for very few things, is that true at all? So the Urban Dictionary says this, a hypersensitive, irrational person who can't stand to have their worldviews challenged or be offended in any perceived or even slightest of ways. They will have any number of emotional reactions, impugning character and or motives, blocking on social media, shouting, interrupting, threatening, assaulting. Wow. Urban Dictionary. Again, a round of applause to you guys. Talk about spot on. Incredible. Dictionary.com says uh, a snowflake is an agglomeration of snow crystals falling as a unit any snow particle. That's a great technical definition of a snowflake. Uh, How about this one? But Dictionary.com had another answer. Ready for this one? A political insult for someone who's perceived as too sensitive, often used for millennials and liberals... Uh, that's so cool, so spot on. By the way, words change. You do know that, right? Words change. And so, under Merriam Webster, which I'm not a fan of, I told you that because I think they're very liberal and change on the blow of the progressive wind. It says in the 1970s, snowflake was a disparaging term, ready for this, for a white man or for a black man who was seen as acting white. It was also used as a slang term for cocaine, (laughs) just telling you. And we got to be aware that we're all speaking the same language, but we're using a different dictionary. And so, yes, snowflakes like us are very unique. Now, I want to tell you how unique you are. So let me give you a couple different things the way God made us so unique. So, uh, I got this article from uh, 8, 10 years ago. It's from, actually, sorry, CNN.com. Sandy It says, move over, fingertips. From your ears to your toes, there are many body parts that make you uniquely special. And all of them are being examined as a way to identify you from others in the crowd. And then it says, do your ears hang low, wobble to and fro? So, it says, it turns out the ridges, bumps, and shapes of your outer ear are so unique that it may soon be one of the best ways to identify. Did you hear that? The best ways to identify you, according to University of Southampton biometrics expert Mark Nixon, studies have shown up to ninety-nine point six percent accuracy. Isn't that incredible? And by the way, just to let you know why that matters. That's the exact same accuracy as fingerprints. Think about this. It. Fascinating. So your ear is fully shaped when you're born and changes little after age 10. Isn't that fascinating? Now, here's another one. It says the eyes have it. Look in the mirror at both your eyes. Now, look closely at each iris. That's the muscle that opens and closes your pupil to control the amount of light that enters your eye. You'll see small random patterns of texture in one of your irises, which are completely different from the texture in your other iris. And it asks, how does this happen? While your DNA does set the ultimate color and structure of each iris, the furrows, rifts, and pits you see happen randomly during fetal development in the womb. It's called chaotic morphogenesis. Isn't that cool? Chaotic morphogenesis. And so it's kind of like when you shoot a gun. Uh, You know, I watch a lot of forensic files and Dateline. And so when you shoot a gun, each gun leaves different markings on the shell. And so you can trace any bullet back to its gun because each one wears the same thing for shoes because we all walk differently and we all have different gates and all that. And so the wearing down of your shoes, they can use it to solve a crime to find out those are your shoes because each shoes wear down differently. And that's basically the same thing that they're talking about with the differences of the iris. How about the retina? You know, they do retina scans, right? The window into your nervous system, and maybe your soul, it says, is your retina. The very back of your eye, the part where light rays focus is called the retina. The pattern of blood vessels displayed there is a very precise snapshot of your nervous system. Isn't that incredible? It is unique to you. That's why they can do the eye scans. That's what they're looking for. How about this? You can tell by the way I walk. I think that's a song, isn't it? right? Yeah, it is. Uh, Ministry of Silly Walks. I guess John Cleese's Ministry of Silly Walks. So, several decades ago, researchers put lights on ankles, knees, hips, and figured out you could recognize friends by the way they walk. And this is said by University of Notre Dame biometrics expert, Kevin Boyer. Today's computers can identify a person in a crowded city block by their walk. And by the way, China uses this. China is their social engineering, which now America is adopting, by the way, just so you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We've seen the Biden administration seems to be really cozy with the CCP. Uh, just like them, we have state-run media now, just like them. We have a two-tier justice system, just like them. We attack political opponents and jail them. Look what they're doing to Trump, just like them. Uh, we don't have real elections. They're preset on who's going to win it. I mean, CCP, that's the like you and me. So it looks looks like... And so they use gate technology. Uh, and it's scary because they can have 10,000 people uh, like Tiananmen Square, and on cameras, they got cameras everywhere, they can identify every single person without seeing their face, without seeing anything, all based on how they walk. How about this? The mouth has spoken. Got it? The mouth has spoken. And they're talking about your tongue. There are different distributions of sizes and shapes just like fingerprints on your tongue. That makes your tongue unique to you and no one else. Listen to this. The bumps contain more than 10,000. Did you hear that? 10,000 taste buds. How about your voice? Your voice has unique qualities. How about your teeth? Same thing like wearing of a shoe. Your teeth are the same way. When they burn a body or a body's cremated or whatever, they'll go to dental records to identify the person So ladies and gentlemen, you got to know you are unique, you are rare, you are special, and there's a purpose out there that there's only one applicant for, and that's you. And after the break, I'm going to go into five pieces that create the unique person that you are today. And that's what we're talking about on Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters.
1: Holly came from Miami F.L.A., hitchhiked away across the U.S.A. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received.
3: You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question. Whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice.
1: 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word, freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join Andrew Parker this
0: Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570. I'm
3: impressed with my attorney Bernie.
0: Did you know that the Freedom 1570 mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on the app that will automatically start streaming Freedom 1570 at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake up with Matt Ray or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free Freedom 1570 app
3: today. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today we're talking about you. Yep, I'm talking about you. I'm not gossiping. I'm telling it like it is. I'm, I'm doing some true therapy, we like to call it at Like It Matters Radio. True therapy. Well, I'm just telling you the truth that God made you unique. There is nobody else out there like you. Matter of fact, uh, yesterday's show, I would highly recommend it. And by the way, you can go to likeitmattersradio.com. And if you miss any of this show, uh, it'll be posted up there usually within an hour after the show's over, uh, podcast form. Uh, and you can also listen to months of uh, previous shows. They're right in order there. So you can go to yesterday's show. Highly recommend you listen to it. Great show. But I was studying genetics yesterday with uh, my radio audience, and I want to share with you a quote from Sharon Briggs, who's senior scientist of applied genomics at Helix. And this was the article that I kind of based my show off of yesterday. It says, it is often said that humans are 99.9% identical. Isn't that incredible? You know, we're told how different we are, uh, and these are not incongruent. We're told, uh, you know, we're so focused in the world today on how different we are, not for a good reason like I'm doing now. Uh, but so that you can uh, feel sorry for yourself, so that you can play a victim. But think about this, 99.9% of our DNA is identical. I mean, I'm a short, dumpy, white guy. And if you stood me next to a good-looking, tall black man, as different as we look, you know what? 99.9% of us is identical. We come from the same god goo. That's what I call it. It's Godgu matter of fact, 50% of our genes are identical. The genes, not the the pairs, but the genes are identical to a banana. I've been doing a lot of research on this. I'm telling you, look it up. It's stunning. Because, you know, when God created, there's two words. I can't remember the second one. The first One's bara. That's creating out of nothing. And then there's another one, Hebrew, is creating out of something. Uh, and that's why in the Bible, when you see God created or created, it, it all depends. On, did he create it out of something or did he create it out of nothing? Uh, it's just fascinating. And so God created Adam, ba, I think it's bara out of nothing. But then how did he create Eve? Out of Adam. Remember? He didn't create Eve out of the dust like he did Adam. So when he created Adam, he created this God goo. And then from that, the rest of us come from. Even even Eve was taken from a rib in his side. That's why uh, our spouses were blessed. Uh, if you have a spouse, is our helper mate. Uh, By our side, not behind us, not 15 feet behind us, not three feet behind us, not under us, but beside us. So what makes us unique is a measly 0.1% of our genome. Now, this may seem insignificant. I'm reading a quote here. But what these declarations fail to point out is that the human genome is made up of 3 billion base pairs. Did you hear that? 3 billion base pairs that's like an executive order for uh, Joe Biden, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Three billion base pairs, which means if you know simple mathematics, 0.1% is the equivalent of three million base pairs. Isn't that fascinating? And it, it says here, imagine that your DNA is a car. There are certain obvious variants that you can have, blue or white, two-door or four-door, convertible or sedan. These changes represent the 0.1% because the other 99.9%, the engine, the seats, the steering wheel, the tires, has to be there for the car to work. I'm getting ready to go into class tonight. So I'll be taking uh, 11 people they will be in that classroom, and I will take them on Thursday night uh, through a 48-hour process that will forever change their lives. And you can go to likeitmatters.net to read about that. But on Saturday, uh, just 48 hours later, uh, these will be new creatures. Now, please hear this. I've been doing my training for 30 years. I have a manual that I haven't looked at or updated for 20 years. So it's just there. And so what I'm saying is I do the same activities in every single class. So anybody that ever comes to me, because we're not open to public, we're by referral. Uh, you gotta know someone who's changed their life and you gotta want change. You gotta want to be better. You gotta want to be that person. And so uh, you come to my class uh, and I take you through the same exact process every time. But here's the thing no two classes are ever the same. Did you hear what I said? No two classes are ever the same. Now I do the same activities. But let me tell you what's different. What's different is the 0.1%. What's different is the people in that class. I've never interacted with in class before. And what's different is my narrative. Because my narrative, how I tie everything together, changes because I train in the spirit. I train in the now moment. And so I bring the the headline news of what's going on. I, I, I'm I aware of the students and their trauma, their drama, their strengths, their weaknesses, all that. I, I see the interactions of what's going on in the class. So even though the 99.9%, get it, is all identical, it's that 0.1% that I do differently that makes every single class unique, just like you are unique. And it was Benjamin Elijah Mays, one of my favorites in the civil rights movement, he has this quote, and I, I have this in our Leadership Awakening manual that people see when they get their manual. It says, it must be borne in mind that the tragedy of life does not lie not reaching your goal the tragedy of life lies in having no goal to reach not failure but low aim is sin it is not a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled but it is a calamity not to dream every man and woman is born into the world to do something unique something distinctive and if he or she does not do it it will never be done It isn't a disgrace not to reach the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach. And that's really the key. And Dr. May said it best. Every man and woman is born into the world to do something unique, something distinctive, until he or she does not do it. It will never be done. Mm. You got to get that. So I love to cook. I'm a great cook, uh, man. If you if I ever cook something for you, uh, you got a great chance. It's one of the best things you've ever eaten. We make food and we give it away to people. We help people, our neighbors. We help give it to people at the local Valero because there's got a lot of people in there that we support. So uh, I love to cook uh, and I love to share food. Uh, and um, I am a kinesthetic cooker. I mean, in other words, um, I feel my way through the kitchen just like I feel my way through life. I really do. I feel my way through life. I I live in the spirit. I live in the now moment. Uh, There are some great things that come with that, uh, and there are some uh, not so great things that come with that. But it's all a package. We all got to choose our package. And with each package, there's good things and there's not so good things. Uh, But you don't get to choose. They come in a package. And so I love to cook. Uh, and when I cook stuff for people, man, they say, man, could I have the recipe? And um, I usually say something to this effect. I say, well, I can tell you what I put in it, but uh, it'd be hard to give you a recipe. And what I'm saying is this. Uh, I can tell you the ingredients I put in it, but what I cannot tell you is the portion, the amounts, because I feel my way through the kitchen. And 90% of the time, I think that's a fair number, 90% of the time, what I make, uh, you would pay top dollar for. I'm just telling you, if given the choice because how the quality of what it tastes like, I I just I, I've been doing this a long time. But you notice the number I used? Ninety percent. Every once in a while I buy it in something I made could have been a hundred times, and I missed the mark. I sinned. It was way off. Uh, because some you know, chemicals react every way. You put more of this and less of this and the combination together alters what things taste like. And so that's kind of what we are. That's why I said my no two trainings I've ever done, in 30 years of training, about 1,500 classes I've done. I've walked intimately with over 10,000 people who would call me friend, who I went through the ups and downs of their life, a, a years worth of experience in two days. I've done it with tens of thousands of people. So I, I know what I'm talking about. And so what I want to do is I I call that, you know, the recipe for our lives. And what I came up with that there are five T's of making, and I call it the goulash that is you, (laughs) five T's making the goulash that is you. Because, you know, goulash is, or soups, and this is how I cook, is basically just a whole bunch of stuff thrown into a base, right? And so a lot of times what I do is I cook by what's in my house. And so I love to make soups and all that. And so I'll kind of look, what kind of beans do I have? What kind of stuff do I have? I got three, three cabinets of seasoning. I have very little salt in my house, just so you know. I have sea salt. Very little salt in my house. I don't use a lot of salt except on the table. I season things, though. And so what I came up with is basically what I call the key ingredients that make up the soup of our lives because soup is good food. And sometimes, like in the old days, you just had a pot with some water on it. You put it on the burner in the morning or the open fire. And it, whatever you had left over, you'd throw in there. And if you're blessed enough to get some meat today, then you're going to have meat in your soup. Otherwise, you're going to have whatever else you could rummage together. And that's to me, is goulash, that stew. But I call it the five ingredients, the key ingredients that make up the soups of our lives. And the five T's of making the goulash as you and I'll explain them in detail after the break, is time, is talents, is treasure, is trauma, and thoughts. Those are the things that make up our lives. And you could have a brother or sister, you could have an identical twin who grew up in the same environment. But the key is these are all different for each person. Your time, your talents, your treasure, your trauma, and your thoughts. And this weekend, as I go through class with Team 223, each person is going to bring all five of these in with them. And they're going to be different. And when I put it together and stir it up for 48 hours and take them through the kitchen of my leadership training, uh, on Saturday at 3.30, which is a public graduation, it's delicious. It's intoxicating. The best word to describe the sensation is crusade. I truly am blessed to be able to walk with so many people at such a deep place to make such a deep impact. So I am Mr. Black. We'll be right back.
1: We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us.
0: limitless access to liberty and truth listen to freedom 1570 with our free app your smart speaker at freedom 1570.com or with iheart TuneIn, and radio.com we live in the twin cities and defend liberty nationwide get that rack shack attack rack barbecue to do you right we take time for that's likeitmatters.net. All
3: things in the kitchen Cooking up something good Oh yeah, cooking up something hot. That's what we're doing today on Like It Matters Radio. And you know what the hot thing we're cooking up is? It is you. When was the last time you were told you were hot? I don't know about Lee or me. It's been a long time since anybody's ever told me I was hot. Unless it was in Vegas in August, that was about the only time in the last decade or so that it was told me, "I'm hot." but that's what we're doing. We're cooking up something. You know we're cooking up the uniqueness. That is us. And so for this last segment, I want to go through the recipe for our lives, the key ingredients that make up the soup of our lives. Uh, And years ago, uh, I was listening to Alistair Begg, and he shared this little uh, little ditty. And uh, he didn't know where it came from. I don't know where it comes from, but it's a great little ditty. I've shared it many times, but listen to it again for the first time. Since the beginning of time, there has never been another person like you. Nobody has your smile, your hands, your eyes, or your hair. Nobody owns your handwriting or your voice. In all of time, there has never been another one who laughs in exactly your way. And what makes you laugh or cry or think may have a totally different response in another. You are the only one in the whole of creation who has your particular set of abilities. There's always someone who is better at one thing or another every person is your superior in at least one way. But nobody in the universe can reach the quality and the combination of your talents or your feelings. Throughout all of eternity, no one will ever walk, talk, think, or do exactly like you. You are rare. and In all rarity, there's enormous value. And because of your great value, the need for you to imitate everyone else is absolutely wrong. You happen to be special. And it's no accident that you are. Please realize that God made you for a special purpose. He has a job for you to do that no one else could do as well as you can. Out of the billions of applicants, only one is qualified. Only one has the unique and right combination of what it takes. And that one is you. And remember, we started off with some scripture that God said that he made all the delicate inner parts of our body and knit us together in our mother's womb. That's Psalm 139, 13. Remember what he told Jeremiah when Jeremiah said, oh, I, I can't do this. What you're asking me to do, God, I can't do this. And he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And so let's go through these 5 T's in our closing minutes here that make the goulash of life that is you. And the first one is time. You know ladies and gentlemen, God's given us a set amount of time. And as I read Psalm 113 and 103, right? 103:14 103, says, "For he knows our frame; he remembers that we are dust; remember he formed us together." And before we ever were, at the beginning of time, or even before time began, God designed us and chose us. And God's omniscient. What omniscience means is perfect knowledge. In other words, God cannot learn anything. If God were to learn one iota of information, he would not be God. Think about that. Because God is omniscient, perfect knowledge. God knew our first day and our last day before we were even a thought in our parents' eyes before our parents' eyes ever met with each other. It was already a foregone conclusion that they would come together in union because when a man loves a woman and get married and then dot, 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 right? And there you were. Your first first day was already picked. It was already known. And by the way, your last day is already known. So what are you running around so afraid God's already, if you're going by COVID, then you're going by COVID. It was already pre-designed. If you're going by a school shooting, then you're going by a school shooting. That's why God tells us, you know, he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, of a sound mind. That's what he tells us. So what are you running around so afraid? I'm stunned that these churches, and I get that some of them had to, are wearing masks in church As they're singing songs about how great their God is, about how David can slay a giant, uh, how, uh, you know, Hezekiah uh, could slay 150,000 and he didn't even lift the sword, the the, the army of God did. How about all these other things with the armies of God, where angel of the Lord slaughtered 100,000 people? Boy, our God's so mighty, but he sure can't do with a China-made virus, right? Corona, I mean, come on. It's just silly. So we have our time. And when you think about time, I want you to get this. It's not all your time. There's me time, there's we time, and there's he time. I know, I love to use words like that, right? <laughs> and some of the time about you. You got to examine yourself. But some of the time about we. We're in the people business. I spend time with a lot of people. This weekend, I will give my time. Uh, I, I have three orphanages in Uganda that I support. I have a, a young family of three people, mom and dad died, uh, in Gambia that we support. Now we're sending the oldest 15-year-old to school because he has two more years of school. This is why you should support our 501c3. We do the radio. We do counseling. We do training. Uh, we do wayofwarrior.blog, uh, and none of that costs you any money. The only thing that does is training, and those that have money, they pay me. Those that don't, they don't. I tell, God told me a long time ago, never let money be a reason why you help somebody. God told me these clear words, see a need, meet a need. So help us out because we make a huge t- investment in people, not just money, but time and resources. And I mentor these young men who are running these orphanages in Uganda. I need your money. I need your help so I can spend my time. So we got we time, and that's the time you invest in other people. And a lot of people need your time. And then we got heat time. How much heat time do you have? You know, when I was awake this morning at 2.15, you know when I finally got out of bed? At 3.30. I got here by 5.30. And then I start climbing, doing the radio show, doing all this. And then I'll go home and get ready for class. And you know what time I'll get back to my room at the end of class night? I'll get back about 1 o'clock in the morning. And then I got about an hour and a half to two hours to send out my... My blog, wayofwarrior.blog, one at a time to five to 600 people all over the world. Then I'll be done about 3 o'clock in the morning. So I'll go to sleep, I'll wake up at 6 o'clock, and then I'll do an all-day class, be done at 2 and 3 in the class, and then send out a text for an hour and a half. I'll probably be done about 4, 4.30, go to bed, hopefully be able to sleep until 7, and then have my last day of my class. That's my weekend. I'll get about 7 hours of sleep. I'll get about 120 steps on my Fitbit in a hotel meeting room. That's we time and that's he time. The second one is talents. What about your talents? You've been given gifted, right? God says you are his masterpiece, that he's prepared for you in advance, good works for you to walk through. He says that he knows the plans he has for you. He, He gave you gifts and talents. And again, you gotta break it down three ways. You are using talents for your glory, for others good, and for God's glory and good, right? Or are you just using them for you? you got to take a look at this, leader. How are you investing your resources? And one of the greatest resources you have is who God made you, your talents. How about your treasure? Your treasure. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about your money, but, yeah, boy, some of you, it's hard to get rid of your money. The the Bible says the the root of all evil is money, the love of money. Sorry, the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. Because some of you, you won't let go of your money. i got a guy in Uganda right now, Kuwaki. Uh, who his intestines are so messed up from drinking dirty water. He's got a week to live. I'm working to raise him $2,000. He needs surgery next week or he's dead. And I can't get people to let, uh, give 100 bucks, But yet, boy, they'll give $2 billion to get Joe Biden elected. It's stunning to me. What are you doing with your treasure? And when I'm talking about not just money, I'm talking about your drive. That's from God, your desires, from God, your direction. And how about your Trauma. This weekend, I'm going to take people's trauma and I'm going to show them how God can use it for his good. You know, whether universal laws is hurting people hurt people, but at some point you can make the conscious choice that you can take your pain and take your trauma from the past and use it for God's glory and for others' good. That's what Romans 8.28 says. For God causes all things to work for the good for those who love God who are called according to his purpose. And the last one is your thoughts. The battles in the mind. 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. It's called study of epigenetics. Your thoughts really dictate so much. They dictate how you feel. They dictate how you serve. They dictate how you walk. They dictate how you talk. And if I was to go back to little me that was five years old and look little me in the eyes and tell little me one piece of advice that would forever alter my life, I would tell little me to be careful what I allow in my head. Some of us go to my training at likeitmatters.net so we can clean up some of those thoughts because some of people's biggest problem is their stinking thinking, what they put in their head because once it gets in there, it's really hard to get out of there. So go to likeitmatters.net. Let me help you clean up what happens between the stimulus and the response because that is where our power is. That is where our freedom is. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
4: This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Nearly a half century after the landmark Roe v. Wade decision, the Supreme Court has agreed to take up a case that could finally undo the vast expansion of the judiciary's power. The Roe decision established the right to abortion, and it arrived in January 1973 amidst a long season of American convulsions. The country was divided. The Roe decision guaranteed that the country's divisions would only deepen. In the Planned Parenthood v. Casey ruling in 1992, we saw an even greater assertion of judicial power on the issue of abortion. Roe and Casey should be overturned, and the issues of abortion rights returned to the states from which they were ripped in 1973. The repudiation of those cases should be accompanied by an admission of human error and the limits of the court's power to adjudicate every or even most debates. The sunk costs of five decades of judicial misadventure do not oblige the Supreme Court To continue in its era of 1973 and 1992, I'm Hugh
0: Hewitt. Ringing liberty and truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Powered by JTR Roofing.